Hello and welcome to the second episode of the SE1 slash 2 podcast for 2021. Cue music. First up, thank you for all the emails and messages wishing me a speedy recovery. Hopefully you can tell from how my voice is sounding that they all worked and I'm sounding a lot better than last week. I have to mention what wonderful weather we are having at the moment. I'm never a fan of the heat but sunny and cool is always pleasant. Hopefully you are managing to get the children outside for some learning and engagement with the outside and natural world. Okay, let's not spend time chatting about the weather. Let's see what you have to do next week. Okay then, so what does week three have in store for you? Well, this will be your first appraisal week. Yes, you will have chosen a lesson which you are going to be appraised on. And remember, keep calm about it. Remember, it's not going to go perfect. And think about positives and then areas for improvement rather than just collapsing and saying it all went very wrong. And if you would like some additional information about which lessons you should have chosen, um, I think this advice is a little bit too late now, then do go back to episode one of the podcast when I gave you some information about how to pick that first lesson. Also, don't forget that you need to continue to look at the medium term plan uh, over the next few weeks and to ensure that you adapt it to meet the needs of the learners. You might not work, be working as quickly or the children might not have understood everything completely. So be prepared to scribble and adapt that and also start to think of continuous provision areas if you're in early years or session plans for week three and four. And so you're always looking ahead. And later on in this podcast, I will be giving you some ideas about how you can keep organized and actually on task. Finally, don't forget to complete your reflections. Um, this is so important and really forms the basis of your discussion with the mentor. Lots of teaching next week, so I know you're probably really looking forward to it. Okay, let's move on. Next segment. So before we get on to the highly adaptable teaching activity, something else which might happen next week is that you might have some first years coming into your school. Richard has asked me to let you know so you can meet and greet them. They are going to be super nervous and apprehensive. So do welcome them and, you know, talk to them. OK, let's do the teaching activity. So when I was teaching every morning, we used to have an activity called SODA. This stood for start of day activity. And it was set due to the children making or having a staggered start in the morning. 
Although the school day officially started at 9am, the children could come into the classroom any time after 8.40, and so the soda allowed them to have something to do. Now, although you could provide an activity for the children to complete, I always used to give them a thinking skills task to do. Before you suddenly launch into metacognition, this wasn't the main purpose of the activity to develop thought or to study thinking. Essentially, it was a task which allowed the children to think and perhaps more importantly, imagine. I still think that it's very important for children to develop this skill and actually spend time engaging with and exercising their own imagination. And it can provide a range of benefits for learning. So what were these thinking skills activities? Well, I'm going to give you three in this podcast, but once you have heard them, you will find them quite easily easy to create in the future. Okay, then. So the first idea would be titled, Where Does It Go? And for this activity, there would be an image on the interactive whiteboard of a bedroom, say, and in the floor, there would be a black hole. Now, when I say a black hole, I don't mean as in a a space black hole. I mean, just a black oval. And the questions which were posed were, where does it go? Why did it appear? And what will you do? Hopefully you can see that those questions will prompt the children to start imagining and being creative. Um, Of course, you could change that to um, put a hole anywhere or a tunnel or a door or, you know, a ladder or anything like that. So you can use the same idea and just change the, the object in it. Okay, the second idea was titled, Look What We Have Found. For this week, this one, I always used to provide the children with a background of, say, an underwater scene with a space in the middle. And the question was quite simple. You have discovered a new species of underwater creature. What does it look like? Why does it look like this? And and also, what will happen next? Okay, so this really allowed the children to create and develop their own creature. But then think about, you know, why does it look like this? And thinking about why does it have a light on the end of its nose or, or anything like that? Of course, you could change the environment and repeat this activity, although not in the same week. And you could include areas such as the jungle, um, the far reaches of space, or even the future. And the final idea that I will give to you is you have won. And for this one, I would give the children an image of a trophy or certificate with the question, congratulations, what have you won? And then also pose the questions, what did you have to do in order to win it? And what will you do next? Now, these activities, I hope you can see, can be adapted to any age of children and they could draw, talk or write their answers. Now, I actually had a thinking skills exercise book that was a book with blank pages in and I never marked this book. It was something that the children had ownership on over and they could draw or write in there. One of the things that I would say to them, however, is that if they wanted to share with me what they had done, then they could either pop it on my desk or come and have a chat with me when I wasn't busy. 
rather than marking these, what I tended to do was to get the children to talk to each other. And as they were talking to each other, I would go around the class and engage with them and sort of like, oh, that's brilliant. Do you mind if I share that? And then I would pick one or two to share with the class. Okay, so if you like it and if you do use it, then do let me know. Remember, you can leave a, a verbal message, uh, like a recording on the podcast website. And, you know, you can say your name if you wish, but I will play these in the following episodes. Okay, let's move on to answers and questions. Or should it be questions and answers? Okay, so I was worried that we might not have any questions this week, but at the last moment, one made its way into my inbox. Okay then, so here we go. Question. Hi Ian, loving the podcast. Why? Thank you very much. I really do appreciate that. Can you think of any ways to ensure that the children have everything out at the start of the lesson that they will need? The children are spending a lot of time going backwards and forwards to their drawers to get additional pieces of equipment that they have missed or forgotten about. Yes, answer. Well, I know what you mean. Sometimes children's avoidance tactics have been well practiced, but we can do some things to help them with this. Okay, then. I would be looking at creating like a visual timetable for the children with an additional column saying what they will need out for the lesson. This can then be put up on the wall or you could make a slide um, or write on the board saying you will need and then get the children into a routine. So as soon as they come in from playtime or lunchtime start of the day, They read what's on the board and then get the items out and then sit down. Now, if you have any children with special educational needs, you can always record what they need onto a talking tin so they can listen to it while they're getting their equipment out. But visuals are really important here. And once you put some visuals, so you're drawing the red book, their pencil, then you'll find that this is accessible for all children within your class. And if you really like the idea of visuals times table, then I used to have an activity that I did at the start of every year. Now you can go online and print off a visual timetable and get it laminated and actually do it, use it week after week. However, what I used to do is get the children to create their own visual timetable as a class. So one of the first activities that we would do is write down everything that we needed to do. And I would have prepared bits of paper and the children would draw their own picture and add their own writing to it. And then we actually created the visual timetable together and it made it extremely unique for that class. I do remember that at the end, children, you know, when they've got all their books in their bags and they're leaving for the final day, um, many of them would say, can I take my visual timetable tile that I created? And of course, the answer was yes, and it was popped into their bag. Okay, hope that answers the questions and gives you some more ideas. One more segment to go, so let's get on with it.
Okay, and finally, time for the motivational slash support part of the podcast. So settle back and just listen and think. Okay, I'm a bit of a productivity geek. I've developed my own way of working over the years, which allows me to keep up and up to date and more importantly, in control of an ever increasing workload that we are all coping with. Now, I don't have time to tell you about the whole system, but one thing I did want to share with you is how I use routines. So as we complete our work, there are some items which occur each and every day. For example, when I sit at my computer to start work, I have a set routine which I always do in order to deal with emails. I filter them to unread, then started at the bottom, I read and action them. If I can answer them within two minutes, then I do so and move on. If the email is going to take longer, I add it to my task manager and continue with the inbox. So you might be thinking, Ian, why are you telling us about dealing with emails? Well, that is just an example of one of my routines. And when I was teaching, I had other set routines that I would implement after every lesson, every lunchtime, every day, etc. For example, after a lesson, I would mark the books, add to my to-do list for anything that I needed to follow up with individual children or the TA, and then set up for the next lesson. I would always not leave the school until I had prepared everything for the next day. Now, obviously, um, some of you might have to leave school at a set time, but think about it, how you can utilize all your time effectively. So um, when I had a teaching assistant, I would make sure that she had the photocopying to do throughout the day so she could do it in her own time, her own teaching assistant time, not her own private time. And so it was ready for the end of the day. Now, if you get yourself into a routine for the tasks that need to be completed every day, then you will find that you will not get behind with these. And this will lead to less stress. It is not about spending every hour, minute, second of every day working. It's about working smartly and focused. Try not to multitask. That only increases the amount of time it will take to complete a single task. And always set yourself a time limit and stick to it. So you're not wandering off or spending too long doing a task. Set a timer, set it off and then head down and work. There is always a lot to do on placement, but you do have the skills to work smartly and effectively. So get those routines in place and they will support you with the workload. And that's the end of the second podcast episode. If there is anything that you would like me to talk about or even do a regular segment on, then please do let me know. Have a great week and I'll catch you all next Friday. And until then, enjoy your teaching. See ya. Bye.
content of this podcast is covered by the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. So please give appropriate credit if you are sharing or copying any part of this podcast. Thank you.